For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Motorcycle Talk Show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast Production System. Yeah, we're number one in the whole company. How about that? It doesn't suck at all. I think it's terrific because we are the only motorized sport type program programming that they offer that tells you a little bit about the decision they made uh and it also tells us a little bit about the support that they give us so thank you guys michael and everybody at evergreen you guys are terrific this program produced by jack and leanne de leon our contributors include chris bishop and tommy boy halverson in studio pj duran uh tony wink yours truly scott casper in studio a very special guest uh jesse guest from the united states uh, air force uh he's going to be uh flying down to uh, florida to stand by to be a part of the bahama uh, rescue effort for the hurricane the that, bahama uh, mama yeah i well, tell you what those poor folks down in the bahamas they just absolutely got nailed they cannot land a, land a plane in the bahamas right now for for flood relief or hurricane relief because the, the, the airport's underwater now that I mean, don't give me global warming or any of that crap this is just a hurricane okay, okay we're gonna do politics on the show it's not Perfect. no no that's not politics it's just the truth we just had a big hurricane yeah we did it's and, too bad and it's it is too bad so my heart goes out to those folks and and i know pj duran uh, you've seen a lot of devastation in your career uh both professionally and personally and and, and you've seen the images that that are coming across the television on the weather channel etc but uh were you shocked that it just kind of stayed over the bahama islands nothing surprised me with uh, mother nature and again i i second you in the concern for the people there and hopefully uh, it all works out amen and amen to that let's go to tony wink tony the guest in hour number two and by the way if you missed hour number one you missed a terrific interview with the very young ashton yates jason griffin and michael Locke. jason griffin by the way real joy michael Locke, just a, a ceo for all of us to look up to so hour number two guests are tony yeah we're gonna talk to a couple of real fast road racers nick mcfadden and jake lewis are going to be on and i want to before we get to jake i want something that we and we do have an open segment we can cover but some of the best news i've heard is um <clears throat> the fim is going to uh go to a more simplified procedure for anti-doping testing in supercross and uh they basically the 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 u.s anti-doping agency will do the test but then one if there is a positive result the fim takes over from there because well, they, they bank what's important to notice is that they bank uh the product that they test for example if it's urine or blood or whatever it is they bank it they don't destroy it that's really important for the process because if you challenge 
what, uh, for example, if you challenge WADA, chances are they've already let it go. They've already flushed it, got rid of it, burned it. How are they to destroy the evidence? And that's not right. When you have racers out there or fighters or whatever competitors, they need to be able to stand up in court, yeah? Yeah, and, and it would they would never give you a date. They would never give you, if you want to appeal it, there's no clear way how to appeal it. And then once you do figure it out, they uh, they won't tell you, you know, you're just suspended indefinitely, and mm-hmm. it has. I'm telling you, it's it's it's, it's ruined, devastating. It's ruined some some serious, you know, professional factory level racers. Well, our in studio uh, personality Jesse Guess, who's uh, been on the fence now for what two years because of uh, WADA. Um, you know, we're, we look at you as, as a perfect example of uh, people that can benefit from the U.S. U.S. Uh, anti-doping agency changeover for for FIM. And FIM, by the way, um, I think is not just looked at as a leader. They have to make changes to be positive for the industry, and I think they've been sitting on their thumbs long enough. Well, the, thing, the, the thing is, is with Jesse, he wasn't. He, you know, he, he, it was a false reading, I believe, but now he's, he's full juicing. Yeah. yeah I mean, you're completely like, Cause, cause going the other way. Well, I mean, you might as well. I mean, run what are you, I know run you're doing, the needle off the scale, really. Doing growth hormone. Uh, uh, what else? I mean, pretty much just monster any, energy any, drink. Anything I can. Oh, yep. You sure. just pretty much uh, mainline monster energy right into you. Yeah. yeah. What else are you doing? I, there, we were talking about it the other day. It's like some HGH, other stuff. a little human hey. growth hormone. Yeah, that's what well, that's, we do. You doing mentioned that. that and, one. Then, sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. and then you're juicing from a guy named Carl. You're getting it down in uh, Biloxi or somewhere. Yep. Yep. That's the really I didn't the realize spot. Carl's still yeah. in the business. I yeah. You no know, idea. I mean, there's Biloxi's some, the place to get the juice. Yeah. You're really juicing. There's some pretty serious cattle operations in Iowa that have a well. <laughs> a wealth of high-powered uh, yeah, but he's hormones. growing horns now. Hey, so we got, we got Jake Lewis on the show. We better uh, Jake, before Jake, he uh, hangs up on us. Yeah, Jake Lewis joins us. Jake, how are you? Oh, good. Just uh, listen to you guys have a heck of a conversation. Yeah, what do you think of that? Are you juicing? You're not juicing, are you? Well, Jesse uh, in studio is juicing, and he's also uh, sporting a fresh set of horns. No, so, I'm not juicing. Uh, trying to stay off that. Uh, staying off the juice, J- Jake. Do you? I mean, in a serious tone, you, you're a young professional. You're a young gentleman as well. I've known you since you were young. Do you have real concerns about this sort of th- uh, thing? You know, it's what the FIM's doing. It, it pertains a little more uh, directly to Supercross. I think we would say, but I would think it would probably could uh, impact any motorcycle racer in the U.S. Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, because even nowadays, you know, American Flat Track, uh, I've done a couple rounds of that, and they're pretty serious about uh, the drug policy as well. And uh, Moto America, you know, I think I think they do drug testing. I'm not 100% sure on that because I've never been drug tested. But, I mean, definitely got to stay on top of what you take and uh, the supplements, you know, because, you know, like super, a couple of the big-name Supercross guys have been popped for doing this stuff and uh, – pretty i mean pretty scary times because you know if you get popped with that pretty much lose your job and uh, got to go through a whole process it sounds like yeah and you can't uh it's hard to unring the bell as they say if you're falsely accused it's already been an accusation and a reputation that maybe can't be repaired i'm sure you've Again, you're you're a professional there's but you do have to be cognizant of this right my, my favorite jake was when they uh they suppose they te- they fuel tested Ricky Carmichael's fuel, and it came back that they he's doping his fuel. And he, uh, I don't know if you, I, n- I know you watched the racing, Jake, but I don't know if you remember this. You're pretty young, but Ricky just said, 
okay, you think I'm cheating. Gotcha. I'm going to go home then, and I'm done. And they're like, wait a minute. You can't quit. And he's like, yeah, I'm done. Piss on you. I'm it, Literally, that's what he said. Well, piss on you then. I'm done. That's his words exactly. And he just, and they went, uh, maybe we were wrong. Maybe, maybe we were wrong. Yeah, yes, I, I, flexing. I don't know about that story. Well, I make a lot of stories up, but that one is actually true. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about Jake Lewis's race and strong start to the pit race weekend by, uh, you qualified with third ahead of both the factory Suzuki's, um, what kind of things yeah, did man. you and your crew work on during the practice sessions? Because you found some speed, dude, and it was awesome to see. Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, honestly, it's been one heck of a tough year. Uh, like the first half of the season, you know, we've been struggling. And uh, we made a lot of progress, even at Sonoma the round before. But uh, the first race, you know, had an unfortunate incident. And then race two, I was in fourth trying to go with the front guys and uh, crash out on my own. But Pittsburgh is like a track I always go good at. and. Uh, the team's made like a lot of progress. You know, we've been working really hard on the electronic system that we got this year. It's uh, all new. And through the first half of the season, you know, I was struggling bad and uh, really frustrating for myself and my team, you know, because I know I'm a good rider and we know kind of what I'm capable of. But the, just the bike, you know, wasn't really working too too good at all. And uh, we were having a lot of tr- troubles with the bike backing in and uh, not being stable going into the corners. And, uh, Luckily, you know, at Laguna Seca, a guy that works with the Motec system uh, came over and kind of helped my two guys kind of, like, steered them in the right direction, and uh, we made a a heck of a lot of progress. And like I said, Pittsburgh was really good. Uh, Qualified on the front row, which is the first time I've done that all season. And then, heck, race one, uh, by turn two, you know, both Josh and I were on the ground again together. And it's like, come on, I need some kind of break. And then, Race two, uh, heck, that's the first time I led, led a superbike race in a really long time and had a really good, you know, good finish. Even though I was off the podium in fourth place, I was only only a second fourth. though, man. Yeah, I know. I was only uh, four four seconds off uh, the leader and Tony. So I mean, it was uh, definitely some big progress. And looking forward to these last two rounds coming up. Yeah, Jake, it was. Uh unfortunate i'm as we all know i'm a huge fan of you have been since your early days and i was so loving the race uh race one it didn't last long but race two god that was awesome seeing you out front and you looked really good out there clearly uh a big win is in the in the near future i think uh the amount of progress your team has made uh was really impressive uh which race are you looking forward to the most is it just the next one or is, uh... I mean, honestly, yeah, honestly, both of them. Ever since uh, Pittsburgh's in, ended, you know, it's, the weekend off is, like, killing me. It's like, man, I want to go back to the track because, uh, like I said, the first half of the season was so rough, and when you're finishing back where you're not used to finishing battling with people that you know you're capable of beating, it uh, makes going to the races not as fun, and uh, I had a heck of a lot of fun at Pittsburgh and gave me a lot of confidence. But, uh, you know, the, even these next two tracks are – two good tracks for me and uh the bike's dialed in now and i'm ready to go so hopefully we can turn that fourth place into getting on the podium and then fighting for a win you know we we did have a little bit of an issue even in race two with uh the traction control it wasn't working at all in race two at pittsburgh and uh, oh really yeah i feel like if it was working you know it helps a lot when the tire goes off so if if it was working properly and working at all i feel like i could have been on the podium so uh hopefully at jersey we have uh, a smooth sailing 
So, Jake, before the Pittsburgh round, you did a test at the Dunlop facility I saw. Uh, was that just a tire test, or were, the, were you working on other things too? And, and was there any other Moto America riders there? Uh, it was just myself and um, my two teammates, Bobby Fong and Sean Kelly on the 600s. But uh, we were trying some things. Like, we learned a lot about the electronics at Laguna, like I said, and then uh, finally made some big progress at Sonoma as well. So we spent the first half of the day just finished dialing in our setup in the dry and uh then in the afternoon we spent the whole afternoon in the wet because with with our new system we hadn't had any time in the wet so uh kind of repairing if you know if it does rain you've and, you got know, we're the only we're the only team in the in the paddock on the motec system so that's kind of uh you know it's a really good system now that we've figured it out but it took us pretty much half the year to get everything like uh dialed in to run with the factory boys but kind of shows how good it is when i'm on the on the bike I am and pretty much out qualifying and running with the factory boys now is, is pretty good. Jake, you said uh, that that came good at Laguna. Was it somebody from the World Superbike Paddock that uh, came over and with an assist a little bit you were talking about? Yeah, for, for sure. That's exactly what happened. You know, uh, the, it was the data guy from the World Superbike Paddock, and uh, my crew chief, Ben Fox, is really good friends with him, and the guy has a lot of knowledge with MoTeC and kind of just helped him, you know, like a direction to go towards and uh help them come up with some new electronics tables and uh and i mean it turned our season around completely and now you see kind of what our team is capable of and what i'm capable of and uh it's got a little bit frustrating that it took took that long to get everything dialed in but now it's uh, a heck of a lot more fun showing up to the races and being competitive and it's kind of what you know my team deserves so the Motec system is what they use in World Supers, I'm guessing, and then um... no, actually in World Superbike they use Magnet Magneti Morelli, but oh, yeah. uh, British British Superbike everybody's on the Motec system. So he he also works with I think it's Taylor McKenzie or Taryn McKenzie on the factory Yamaha team in British Superbike. So uh, he helped he helped a lot with just with information that he was giving us. So I mean that's the, that's the thing about the, the Superbike class, you know, it's all. You can be a heck of a rider, but the the electronics can definitely hold you and the bike back. And uh, once you get them dialed in, it definitely helps, but it can hurt you. I mean, it kind of hurt us for, you know, the first five, six rounds. Yeah, there's uh, we're, we're well past the era where, uh, you know, a rider could maybe make up for it. Sure, you can probably on a flying lap, but uh, over a race distance, as you were talking about, Jake, it, it helps with everything. Probably not just tire, not just tires. Your energy level, right? It's saving you energy every lap, and if you're not gassed at the end, you're in a better position to win. Oh, for sure. You know, uh, I mean, a lot of people like you know. I was telling them how bad we were struggling with with our system in the first few rounds, and like, can you not just turn it off? But it's not that simple, you know. Uh, you bought the team spent a lot of money on that stuff for a reason, and like I said, I was just having such bad problems. As soon as I would go to the brakes to the rear wheel would just be locking, like pretty much locked up and dragging on the ground, and uh, especially even even on trying to do one fast lap, but you couldn't even do one fast lap like that. And I was just off the pace, and then over race distance when the bike moving around and backing in like that, it definitely takes its toll on you and wears you out. And uh, I think you know everyone on our team was pretty frustrated with the results and uh, how we were, we were performing because at the end of last year, you know, I was running up towards the front on the system we had, and we were expecting big things this year. I know if is a real big word for only two letters, but uh, in uh, race two, looking back on it, do you think you could have 
you could have finished on the podium or at least made that gap up to third had you uh, had a, a properly working um, traction control? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I fully believe it because, uh, like, at at the beginning, you know, when the when the tire's new and stuff, you don't really need the traction control, but when it takes the drop and then especially, you know, I looked at my pit board and there were still eight laps to go and uh, the bike was moving around quite a bit and with no traction control, it, you know, it doesn't help keep the bike in line and even from the very beginning, you know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm the one managing the throttle instead of uh, kind of the electronics doing their job. So when Josh... Me, you know, both Josh and I were both on the soft tire, and we were both sliding around quite a bit. But uh, I, I could like hear his traction control working quite a bit compared to my bike, where I was just managing it. So he was just coming off the corner stronger than I was, and I wasn't able to put myself in a position to pass him on the brakes or anything. So I, you know, I, I feel like I definitely could have took the fight. I mean, you know, I still might have finished fourth, but I at least might have been able to pass him or at least attempt to. You know, so it's a, a little bit of a bummer there, but. It was positive leading the race and uh, being up front and learning from Tony and Cameron and Josh. Well, you're uh, you're due, as we all know, Jake. Let's talk a little bit briefly about uh, Springfield. I saw your name up there and AFT in general. You've been running a fair number of events this year. Uh, you think that's going to carry on uh, next season as well, or is this kind of this season been a bit of an outlier? I know you've you've grown up flat tracking and you've you've done flat track. Um, intermittently throughout even your road racing career but this year it really seems like you you and other moto america riders have been out there a bunch yeah you know actually i only did two of the rounds this year but i mean jd and uh nick mcfadden and a couple of those dudes are doing quite a bit of dirt tracking but uh like you said i grew up dirt tracking and i still really like love it and uh aft's picking up some steam and publicity and there's some guys you know making a living doing it so uh you never know you know it's, it's always good to be able to be fast at both of them but i pretty much paid for all, all the two dirt tracks that i did and i unfortunately had bad luck at both of them so i just decided not to do any more but just you know in the future if i did have to do that i was, i feel like i could still run up in the front on a, on a competitive bike but uh that's the main thing if you're running the 450 class you gotta put a lot of money into your bike and i was just riding a stock uh, suzuki 450 so uh that's the only reason i only did a couple of them understood uh, so why i swear your name was up on saturday did they is there pre-registration or something that goes or is there another jay lewis maybe there's another jay lewis in the uh, yeah, series yeah. yeah it's another jay lewis well there you lewis. go i was completely yeah. confused I, I assumed it was you and it was not no no it's johnny lewis yeah he was riding in the in the afc twins class i think on an indian so yeah i've only done i did daytona tt and then i did uh springfield tt but didn't didn't do too well or have good luck at either of them and i actually got hurt both the uh dirt tracks i did so uh the team really wasn't happy with that as well so it's, it's just best not to do the dirt track and focus on uh, road racing you know johnny lewis listens to the show it's jl10 he can and, blame uh, me and he, he can blame he me and be like why did you <laughs> how, how did i miss that well i was working it was actually during work hours and i keep uh well your boss might be listening my, too so that's all right <laughs> he, he comes by my computer to see the race because i bought oh, okay i've got every uh online pass and wait a uh, minute your boss goes to work uh, well i don't you know must have gotten a different boss because <laughs> i know the owner doesn't go to work yeah. my buddy bart he swings by the computer with five got races on um, both ways yeah right <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jake, I tell you what, it's it's um, 
Are you signed up with M4 Suzuki yet, or what's going on for next no, season? Uh, yeah, as of right now, I'm not really sure. You know, I'd love to be back with the team, especially, you know, being on a competitive bike and now that we have everything figured out. But I think everything's up in the air, you know. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of rumors going on around our paddock and what's going to happen, you know, with, with the teams and everything. So just kind of a waiting game and just, uh, you know, going out there and doing the best I can these last two rounds and hopefully, you know, it lands back on the team or find, find a, you know, a, a, good, a good seat for sure. We'll just see what happens. I'm looking at I your. Try not to, you know, I try not to stress about that stuff too much because, uh, you know, I feel like if you go into the weekend thinking about rides or next season, and you're not really focused on just that round. So, you know, the last round was the first time this year I've been competitive and you no know, back where I need to be. So uh, now I'm just kind of pumped up for these last two rounds and doing that stuff again. I'm on your Instagram and I'm looking at it. Um, you got this RM two fifty two stroke. Oh yeah. What uh, what did you do on the on the plastic? How did you do that? Is that an upgrade you can buy or or what is that? Because that's that looks more uh, like the RMZ. It's top secret. I can't tell you. Come on. No, I, actually, I just bought. Uh, it's it's a mo- the you know the forks are uh, newer model forks and mm-hmm. there's a, a, a I bought that bike from somebody so it's a custom aluminum tank and oh really yeah so it has like the the modern day 450 shrouds and everything so yeah i'm a big dirt bike guy you know i actually just bought a piece of property about 12 acres here in owensboro kentucky moved out to the country you know i grew up in the country and it's nice to be back and i'm gonna build a track out at my house and kind of get back to riding in the front yard like i did back in the day that's Sweet. what everybody does in in Owensboro in the OWB. That is awesome. Uh, so clearly, you're 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 laying your roots, Jake. That's going to be your home for a long time if you're buying property. Um, that, that's cool. And congratulations. That's a big deal. Yeah, thank you, man. It's uh, like I, you know, I moved to Owensboro once I graduated high school, and it's just a it's a good town, and there's a, quite a few of us racers here, so it's just nice to have a place you know you can call home now. And uh, I'm fortunate. I, found a piece of property that i like it comes you know came with a nice shop and just gonna do do kind of what i want and have some fun at at this place are so you, you living in living in the shop or is there a house too yeah it's a house too so it's like you know in kentucky it's called a pole barn home so it's like a house and a shop combined so it's a pretty nice little setup uh actually garrett gerloff he's drove from texas he's here at my house right now and uh we're gonna drive up together to, to new jersey to, tomorrow we're leaving at 5 a.m Nice. Wow. You guys flip uh, flip a coin for uh, who gets to drive the the, the long leg? Uh, he's got first in. He already called it. He wants to leave that early. He needs a coffee drinker. So I said, you got it, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell him we said hi. And uh, congratulations on your uh, – you're, you're on fire right now, and it's cool to watch. It's it's fun to be a Jake Lewis fan right now. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully, hopefully for a good weekend. Yeah, I think you're gonna. I, I feel good about it. We got we got we got high hopes for you, Jake. You're uh, you always come out on top when uh, when it matters. It seems. That's the plan for this weekend. Hopefully, you'll see you on the podium. All right, sounds good. I want to thank uh, Jake Lewis for a great conversation. I also, want to thank Racetech, the science of suspension, for nearly 30 years. Racetech's been producing the highest quality suspension components and tools, including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and ATVs. You can visit their website at Racetech. Jack, take us to break. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. 
You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.